Hello, my name is Dwayne Spearman, and I am the founder of Directional Ministries located here in Lynchburg, Virginia. This is a teaching ministry that is called to encourage, disciple, and challenge the people of God. Let's go and open up our Bibles to Acts, the book of Acts. Last week we were together, we talked about introducing the book, the fact that the book must be viewed as a book of transition. It is a transition from Jew to Gentile, from Peter to Paul from Jerusalem to Antioch. And I have come to believe, I have not always believed this, but I have come to believe in the past couple of years that the reason there are so many misunderstandings in the body of Christ today is because a lot of it goes back to this book, not understanding that there is a transition taking place from the apostolic period to the age of the church or the dispensation of grace. God's desire initially, we know from all the Old Testament prophecies, was to reach the Gentile with the Jew. But that did not happen. We looked at verses from Isaiah, uh, replete Zechariah, that talks about how God's desire was to restore the nation of Israel so that they could be a light to reach the Gentile nations. But they didn't do that. So there's definitely a transition taking place in this book. In chapters 1 through 9, we see Peter, but then he goes off the scene, and from chapters 11 through 28, it's dealing with the Apostle Paul. If Acts were removed, Romans would make no sense. You would go straight from repent and be baptized to believe, and thou shalt be saved. You wouldn't understand the segue between the Gospels and the book of Romans. Now we're going to pick up in verse number one today and begin our verse-by-verse -verse exposition of the book. And we're going to learn together. There's no doubt, I am. I turned 53 years old the other day. <laughs> and, and I still am amazed at how much I do not know, I do not understand uh, about the Bible. There was a time in my life when I thought I knew, but now I realize maybe I didn't know. None of us have it all together. None of us. The Bible says we grow from grace to grace, from faith to faith. The faith that I have today is built upon yesterday. And there's things that I understand more so today than I did yesterday. But hey, there's things today because of my accumulated knowledge that I have begun to have reservations about some things that I had yesterday. And we all grow like that. We all grow in our faith with the Lord. And anybody says that they've arrived. How can you know the unsearchable riches of Christ, the height, the length, the breadth, the depth, the love of God? We don't. It's a journey. So in Acts chapter number 1, verse number 1 and 2, the former treaties have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach until the day that he was taken up. And of course, that he's referring to the Gospel of Luke. We know that he wrote the Gospel of Luke. After that, he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. So the former treaties is referring, no doubt, to the Gospel of Luke. And if you go over into Luke uh, chapter number one and you go down to verse number three, it seemed good to me also having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first to write unto thee 
in order, most excellent Theophilus. Now, who Theophilus was, we do not know. We know that his name means lover of God. And you can see that in the root words, Theo and Phil, that you remember Philadelphia, city of brotherly love. It's got to do with love. God, Theo, God, Phil, love. God lover or lover of God. Uh, we talk about the, the Greek words for love. Um, eros, phileo, and then agape. So you see God lover there. Um, and Luke states that his gospel of Luke talked about what Jesus did until the day that he was taken up. Now he's going to begin to discuss what Jesus did after he was taken up and what the apostles did after the ascension. And then notice it says that he had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen. Now, of course, he's referring back to all the time that our Lord spent with the apostles. And he gave them many commandments and all of these commandments had to do with the kingdom, not the age of grace in which you and I live. You know, John the Baptist, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That means it's close. Jesus, chapter 4, Matthew, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's close. And then the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter number 5. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall what? Inherit the earth. All speaking. Remember, the promises to the Gentile or to the Jew is earthly. The promises to the Gentiles is heavenly. Uh, is heavenly. So Jews is earthly, Gentiles is heavenly. And then notice in verse number 3. To whom also he showed himself alive... After his passion, and that's referring to that crucifixion week, by many infallible proofs being seen of them 40 days and speaking the things pertaining to, what did he talk about during those 40 days? The things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So apparently during the 40 days between his resurrection and his ascension, Jesus spoke to them the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So that means our Lord had 40 days to explain to the 11, because remember Judas had already fallen and Matthew had not yet been chosen, what was going on. You remember we discussed this, how bummed the disciples were at the crucifixion. They did not see the crucifixion. And you remember he peered to them on the Emmaus Road and he began to, he opened their eyes. So during that 40 days between the resurrection and the ascension, the Lord spent a lot of time with these apostles explaining more perfectly about what was going on in regards to the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Yeah. You know, and too many in the church today erroneously think that the apostles were ignorant. And I've heard this so many times. Go to commentaries. I've got about five commentary quotes that I'm going to get to later on in this study where they are correcting Peter. My friend, Peter knew exactly what he was doing. Peter sat at the feet of our Lord. Peter was with our Lord for 40 days between his resurrection and his ascension. He knew what he was doing when he, when he chose Matthias. He knew what he was doing when he said, this is that that was prophesied by the prophet Joel. 
He wasn't speaking out of turn. You know, we just need to quit correcting the apostles. They had apostolic authority that we do not. They knew things that we do not. And all my life, seminary, Bible college, you name it, I've listened to professors correct apostles. Now, I don't believe they're apostles today, and any man or woman that calls themselves, they're deceived. They might be a B-apostle, but they're not an A-apostle. They do not meet the requirements to be an apostle. There was only the apostles during Jesus' day. And when the last of those died off, and when the kingdom offer was taken off the table, the apostolic ministry ended. The apostle Paul was the apostle to the Gentiles, and that was it. And we'll talk about that when we get when we see the qualifications of, mm-hmm. of Matthias. Now, notice in verse number four, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem. Why? Because they were to wait for the promise of the Father. Which saith he, ye have heard of me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Now, they were told, by our Lord, do not leave Jerusalem, but you wait for the promise of the Father. Now, what was the promise of the Father? Joel chapter 2, verse number 28 Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost and said, This is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. And what was Joel chapter 2, verse number 28? And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. And I will show wonders in the heavens and the earth and the blood and fire and pillars of smoke, and the sun will be turned into darkness darkness and the moon and the blood before the great and the terrible day of the Lord shall come. That's Joel's prophecy. That was the promise of the Father that that would happen. And it did happen. At least the first part of Joel did happen. And yes, the second part of what I read was supposed to have happened, but it did not. Why? Because the message of the kingdom, the gospel of the kingdom, was rejected. The king was rejected, therefore the kingdom was rejected. So the latter part of Joel chapter 2 about the sun being turned into blood and the moon and all that, it did not happen. But it coulda, shoulda, woulda if the the nation of Israel would have repented. They did not. Okay. Now, something interesting here is if you have a red letter edition of the Bible, you see there um, that some of the text there in Acts, um, in let's see, let's get over Acts chapter one, uh, you see there, wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, you've heard of me. You'll notice that that's, a, that's in red letters. Just a note there, red letter editions of the Bible did not come out until 1899. Um, and it appears, John the Baptist is the one that said that, not Jesus. Because if you just look in Matthew 3.11, Indeed, I baptize you with water into repentance, but he that cometh after is mightier than I, whose shoes am not worthy. He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So John the Baptist said that. So, you know, I, I hear people say all the time, I'm a red-letter Christian. 
Well, I don't think you can even be a Christian <laughs> if all you believe is the red letters, mm. because the red letters were all said to the nation of Israel in regards to the kingdom. So don't fall for that. Uh, Jesus, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and first eight chapters of the book of Acts are all under the Old Testament is a king offering a Jewish kingdom to the Jews. So to say you're a red-letter Christian is ignorance. Um, so they were to wait uh, for the promise of the Father. And the promise of the Father was chapter Joel, was, was Joel chapter 2, beginning in verse number 28. In other words, they were to wait for the filling of the Holy Spirit, the pouring out of the Holy Spirit. Now, it's interesting here, the word Holy Ghost. Now, a lot of times we read that word and we think, man, that's just, that's old English. And it is. It's in the King James. None of the other Bible translations use that word. But the beauty of the King James is that the King James translators use the word ghost only when it is referring to the third person of the Trinity. So when it says Holy Ghost, which is 90 times in the King James Bible, you know that it is talking about the third person of the Trinity. There's nothing wrong with the name Holy Spirit, but a lot of times in some of the modern translations, they kind of alter between Spirit and Spirit, capital S Spirit and small s Spirit. But the King James translators decided to go with the word Ghost as it refers to the third mm. person of the Trinity. Um, so that is uh, verses 1 through 5 uh, next time we get together we'll pick up in verse number 6 God bless you guys hope that you have a great day remember that God loves you he wants the best for you and he's working all things out for your good